Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday edition Takes on Takes episode of the podcast, one of our favorite weekly features here on the Draft Dudes podcast. Kyle, uh, one thing that was brought to my attention uh, that somebody even asked me to do on this lead in today on this edition of Takes on Takes was to instead of saying guys being dudes, they said it needed to be dads being dudes because we are both guilty of having dad brand. That's not true at all. You and I are very different brands. Of dad brand? No, I'm not dad brand at all. But you have dad jokes. You're a dad joke I have dad jokes. That doesn't make me dad brand. I pound whiskey and yell at trolls on Twitter. Grandpa brand? Like, no, not like, I was going to say not like Greg Gabriel type yelling at oh. trolls. I mean, like, <laughs> like my general rule on social media is don't be a dick. What? And, and if no, if you act that way to me, I am going to give you that treatment directly back. Right. Like so many. And I admire the people that are able to just block that out and continue on with your day. But why do I, just because I'm a public figure, have to sit here and be your verbal punching bag for you to just be an a-hole to me? It doesn't make any sense. No, I get so it. I'm, I get it, I'm but like you asked for it I'm super cool with everybody. No, I'm super cool with everybody. I make jokes with you because you're my best friend. And then Bill's Mafia has people that are DMing <laughs> me, a- telling me they're going to put me through tables <laughs> if I come to Buffalo. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's... I. I- <laughs> The problem is you can't go after me about the bills on Twitter because the mafia exists, brother. I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how I have dad brand other than I'm just I don't have any layers to me outside of football. I get that, but you're, I don't know if that means was, dad yeah. brand. No, it, the reason it makes you dad brand is because you're just like a little out of touch with like pop culture. <laughs> I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like we can take a car ride and I can be like, "Oh, who sings a song on the radio?" And you're like, "Uh." Never Michael happened. Jackson, like Man, you, you, do, you just don't know. That's all. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we can talk more about dad brand uh, in the coming days, but it's time for takes on takes. We've got takes 17 takes, 17, 17 takes. I have no surprises best. for you today. No, I have none for you. The people supplied them beautifully. So, yes, we, um, we had our this is our best showing of takes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, we will try to yesterday move quickly. was. Yesterday was also the best showing of the history of the Draft Network. Oh, So yes, it's been it a, a, a week of bests already. And we're going to yes. bring our best effort today on the show. Yep. You want the first one? You give me the first one. Yeah, no, give it to me. Okay. I'm ready for it. Uh, let's, let's just start here with Ryan Norwood. Uh, at Norwood 6, he says, Dolphins will pass on a first-round quarterback to start next season with Teddy Bridgewater and... Gardner Minshew. So what do you think here, Kyle? Teddy Bridgewater in free agency, Gardner Minshew at some point in the draft is the, is the QB room for the Finns? Here's my moral dilemma is I'm not sure what the formula is for Teddy Bridgewater 
to hit the open. Like New Orleans traded, what was it, a third round pick mm-hmm. for Teddy Bridgewater for one year? I don't know if New Orleans is going to let him actually like legit hit the market. Breeze is the best quarterback so, in football right now. I know, but Breeze is also <laughs> 38. I think he's 40. I think he's 40. 40? Something like that. He's on the wrong side of 37. How's that? Mm. So he's getting up there a little bit. And I just I don't I don't see how they could justify we're going to trade for a backup quarterback, a third round pick, and then we're going to let him walk in free agency. Somebody's my hot take here. Somebody signs Teddy Bridgewater to a three year, $75 million contract next no, offseason with 50 million guaranteed. It's going to happen. I'm passing That's, on both of those. No, there's no way. There's no, you're saying there's no way. Okay. No way. I don't think he well, sniffs half that money. Put this in your back pocket for the offseason edition of our bets. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We'll do that. Okay. Uh, Joe, I want to give you a take from Connor Mullins. C underscore Mullins 94. Bama will win out and not end a game within two touchdowns all season. Uh, I agree with that. So they have Citadel next week. That's for sure. They have they Auburn. They have who? Citadel? What? No. It's Don't Citadel. They... <laughs> You're dumb. Citadel. <laughs> you said you weren't going to chime in on my stuff, man. Come Get on, out of man. Citadel. <laughs> Citadel. I don't know. What is I can't... There you go. There you go. Say it again, though. Citadel, Citadel. <laughs> All right, enough. They're going to beat them by more than two. So then they have Auburn, Tennessee beat Auburn. So they're going to beat them by two scores. And then Georgia, Georgia's too much of a coward on offense to keep it within Uh-oh. 14. Uh, and I, I think they're going to steamroll whoever they play in the first round. And they're going to steamroll Clemson. This is, this is true. 14 point victories or more the rest of the way for the tie. Okay. All right, Kyle. Uh, Alex Kolodje, good friend, good friend of ours. I, uh, I think Alex. he calls you dad, if I'm not mistaken. He so, does call me th- dad. That, that's, dad brand. That's yep. as close to dad brand as I'm getting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so father here. Okay, Giants are going to win one. Excuse me. The Giants are going to, one, trade out of the first round, and two, draft Kyle Shermer. What do you think? Yeah. I'm disappointed you took out the hashtag nepotism. That went at the very end of this tweet because I saw this tweet. Yeah. And I got a good laugh out of the nepotism joke. Um, no, the Giants are not trading out. As much as I would love, because these we feed off these material or the, the material of bad decision making <laughs> from teams, right? Like Giants won't do it again. I don't think there's any way. Unless everybody goes back. Might be the only way because then they want to have the ammo loaded up for 2020 loaded draft class. But I'm I'm still going to disagree. I'm going to say, no, that's not happening. Joe, our next take comes from Seth Michaels. Mike McCarthy will be fired and a high profile college coach will take over in Green Bay in 2019. No, I don't think so. Um, how many how many college coaches do you think it hired? Zero. This I, I, no, I, Matt Campbell. I, someone's going to hire Matt Campbell. Um, you don't think Matt Campbell's going to get a jump? Like if Urban Meyer walks away, you don't think Matt Campbell won't end up at Ohio State? I'd be more prompted to say zero than anyone. Really? Is Urban Meyer leaving Ohio State a thing? Like what do I? What don't I know here? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of apparently there's some rumblings that there's some malcontent there, and you know they kind of set the table with the memory loss from the the Zach Smith thing and. 
you know, when he left Florida and bailed on Florida, he referenced health issues and wouldn't he just not have come issues. back? Wouldn't he just not have come back though? You agreed to mutually part know. ways and just disappear. I don't know. I don't think, I think Matt Camp. for me, it's Matt Campbell. I, does he go to, if he got a chance to be the coach of the Buccaneers or the Buckeyes, he would choose the Buckeyes. I think he would. Really? All right. Well, uh, for the sake of this one, I think Mike McCarthy's safe for next year. Okay. Uh, Kyle, Jared at Jared baseball nine Hawk will be a better pro than Fant. Those are the two Iowa tight ends. And this one, this one I needed to make sure you got, so I didn't have to do it. And the hashtag here is hot cake. Take watch the plate. All one. I mean, if they're going to throw extra hashtags in there, I'm going to read them. I'm like Ron. I'm like Ron Burgundy with the teleprompter. (laughs) Joe, you understood that reference, didn't you? Uh, I know Ron. Bur- I, I know Anchorman. That's one of the movies okay. I've seen. Right, but the, he he says I'm Ron Burgundy with a question yes, mark. The, and then yeah, he reads anything. Say, anything you put I'm, on the prompt, he's gonna read. Yeah, okay, Hawk will be a better pro than Fant. I think Hawk will be a better inline tight end than Fant. How's that? I'm gonna you know, kind of go through the loophole here. I won't be surprised if Hawk, when he comes through, is a more impactful player right away because I think he's got a more established pathway. Joe, this is something we talked about yesterday with Eric Ebron, right? And the the transition of tight ends into the NFL. I think Hawkinson, his inline skills set up favorably to have an earlier impact than Noah Fant, but I still think Fant is so much of a dynamic receiver. I'd still take Fant's upside as as a pass catcher. Take from Logan Bryson at Logan Bryson 8, hashtag takes on takes. The Draft Network hasn't covered enough of Pitt football. I figured this was an appropriate one for you, who may play in the ACC title game and have several draftable prospects, Aston Hall, Olison, and et cetera. Joe, your response. Fake news, Logan. Uh, well, fake news in that we haven't covered Pitt because uh, I write about Kadri Olison, I feel like, every week in my ACC recap because he's had such a dynamic season, uh, was the freshman of the year uh, running back, and then he kind of – played second fiddle for a few years, had some injuries and stuff. And, and he's just been dynamite this week, this year, really uh, showing that really balanced skill set. He's like a big dude thrives between the tackles, but he's got enough juice to be dangerous uh, in terms of pressing the boundary and catches the football. Well, I think he's going to have an NFL role, but Darren Hall's the weird one for me because he's averaging like nearly eight yards a carry this year. And I don't see any exciting physical traits there. Uh, so I, I'm he's he was really productive to close last year. He's had some flashes again this year, but I don't know if he's a very exciting NFL player. Uh, there's profiles. There's been profiles on all these guys since uh, you know, before the season. And then I've also covered that uh, their offensive talent, Alex Bookser. So looks like Pitt's going to be playing Clemson for the ACC title, and I disagree. Can't wait to watch that, that game with you yeah, at it's my gonna side. A, it's going to be a delight. And your brother Frank on the other side of you. Or maybe yeah, he'll guys, sit next to me. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to want to sit next to me. It, I'm excited to hear you guys debate. Uh, nah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I got one coming for you here, Kyle. Uh, this is fitting based on the news with uh, uh, Hugh Jackson f- filling the uh, the role there with that we don't know with the Browns. Bomb. Excuse me, the Bengals. This comes from Chris Grow. It's the 2019 offseason. Marvin Lewis is the first official GM of the Bengals. Laser is the new head coach. Hugh is back at OC. He did this beforehand. Hazlitt is the defensive coordinator. The Bengals trade away a surprising player, Dalton or Dunlap, uh, move down in round one, collect more picks, and begin shaping a new look for the team. Kyle, what do we think here? 
here's my here's my issue with this whole take. I can see every single one of these things materializing, except I don't see Hugh Jackson's ego having enough room to come onto his staff, have the head coach leave, and then Hugh proceed to be a coordinator. If you flipped it, you said Hugh comes in and he's you know, assistant head coach in quality control starting right now because we don't know what his title is with the Bengals right now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then Marvin bumps up to general manager. Hugh assumes the role of head coach, and then you keep Laser and Hazlitt as your coordinators. I think that's a more realistic expectation. But um, the rest of it, like, it, it's interesting. And, you know, Marvin Lewis has been around a really long time, and he's kind of talked about what might be next for him, and he doesn't know. So I could get on board with this take. And I don't, I don't need a rebuttal from you. I just want to know, can you get on board with this take? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all very logical. It's hard to predict all of that right. happening, but I don't think it's crazy. Right. All right, we have a take from Bo. Hashtag draft dudes, hashtag takes on takes. The top six running backs in the 2017 NFL draft, he listed them in order. Fournette, McCaffrey, Cook, Mixon, Kamara, Hunt <laughs> were taken in the opposite order of how their careers will pan out. Um, I, I think we're close. We're close here. I think you've got to bump McCaffrey above Cook. Uh, other than that, I don't think it's crazy. I think <laughs> I think that's a good point. Um, it's funny. funny McCaffrey how still out. feels like he gets a bad rap, like from oh, from a lot of fans. He's a good player. You know? Yeah, I think he's a great player. I'm just nervous about Cook's durability and the Minnesota Vikings getting their offensive line right. So. Uh, I put him, I think that they've got a flip-flop and then just Hunt, Kamara, Mixon, I think are already showing really special ability. So, Do you think Hunt ends up being the best of the bunch in the long long run, though? By statistical measures, probably. I mean, what's going to stop him? He's going to well, be what, a staple what's there your with statistic, What's your statistical measure? Continuing what he's been doing for the last Touchdowns or yards? Right. Okay. No, I just I just didn't know from like Kamara, Kamara's perspective, he scored what, like 30 touchdowns in 27 games? Like... <laughs> It's an outrageous yeah, I mean, number. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I that's the thing is I wasn't going to nitpick the whole thing. I think that it's a reasonable take. I just would definitely flip McCaffrey and Cook. Oh, okay. So that's kind of my approach to the answer. Hook him. <laughs> We're not getting into that. I tell you right now. Uh, Alan Fisher, he has one for us. Uh, Josh Dobbs beats out Mason Rudolph as Ben's successor in Pittsburgh. Neither of them is Pittsburgh's long-term quarterback. Josh can be a low to mid range starter. Mason will be a career backup. Jeez, oh, like I can see Dobbs beating out Mason because he's been with the team longer. I can see Mason being a career backup. That was kind of what my forecast for his skill set was when he came through. I just don't see Josh Dobbs as a low to mid range starter. Like, and it's it's hard to tell, right? Because he's been in that system for a while now. So we don't really know where he's at. We haven't seen a whole lot of him, but I would buy Dobbs beating up Rudolph just because he's been here so long. You have to figure they want to give him a shot though. Mason Rudolph to be the quarterback there. Um, so in, in general, if you give me this whole thing all or nothing, I'm going to sell the take, but there are pieces of this take that I can buy. Next take chance Trombley. Carson Wentz will win the Eagles too many games, so they won't be able to draft high enough to find an impact offensive tackle to protect him, making 2017 the best Eagles team in the next seven years. 
read uh, read Ben Solak's piece that he wrote on Monday uh, for the about the Eagles and how important this 2019 draft is. Um, I, I don't think I think that the the Eagles will be able to get a good offensive tackle in the first round. Uh, even if it's not high, like if they miss out on Jonah Williams, I like Yadni Kajus from West Virginia, David Edwards from Wisconsin. I think both of those guys would be really nice picks at any point in the first round. Um, so I don't think it's make or break. Like they, you don't, you're not going to root for the went for the Eagles to lose because you're worried about not getting, uh, you know, a starting caliber off left tackle. tackle. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think they can fix it. Uh, no question about it. Uh, Kyle, let's see here. Give me, uh, give me Kevin's. Give me Kevin's. I want to talk about Kevin's take. Oh, yeah. You're, this is definitely yours. Okay. Kevin yeah. Modisetti. Modisette. Uh, not only is Sam Ellinger better than Crab's man Shane Buchel, but Ellinger will end up being a better NFL prospect by his senior year than Will Greer. Hashtag takes on takes. Did you call him Shane Bugle? Buchel. Buchelli? Isn't I don't it, know, isn't dude. Isn't it Buchelli? Sure. Buchelli. The other Texas quarterback. Bugle. Shane Bugle. Bucelli, Buchel, yeah. <laughs> Ellinger's definitely better than Shane Bugle. Buchelli, I'm not so sure. Um, Tom Herman's offensive system. I think that is where you have to make some considerations for Sam Ellinger and his physical skill set and his ability to run the ball. And I'll give him credit. Sam has come along quite a bit as a passer versus where he was last year. He still misses a lot of easy throws. I still got a little bit of a, sh- a man crush on Shane, but that's okay. Like Sam has grown and developed as a passer. I think that development makes this take correct in the first half, but he's not better than Wilker. I don't, I don't think Ellinger is a, at this point, he's not a legitimate quarterback prospect. This and you're not super high on Will. Throws. Yeah. No, I got, I got like a mid round, like round three, round four grade on Wilker. Yeah. And I've done that full assessment. So I, I don't think, as of right now, as it stands, Ellinger for me is not a legitimate NFL quarterback prospect. Jared's take is fitting for you, Joe, with your mm-hmm. uh, your location. Despite being beaten to death by Pittsburgh, the Panthers are still contenders in the NFC. Brutal game against Pittsburgh. Uh, tough, tough, man. You, you have to go on the road in Pittsburgh on a Thursday night on a short week. I mean, that's... That's very difficult. I don't think Carolina uh, should be down at all. I think there's a lot of exciting elements to this team. I don't think they're anywhere near the Rams and the Saints, right? I think those that's the class of the NFC, um, but um, they're the third best team in the NFC, in my opinion. So um, that gets you a home playoff. No, it doesn't because you're not going to win the division. Saints are going to win the division. So you're going to have – you've got a chance to play in the second round of the playoffs. I think they'll win in the first round, but um, they're, they're a contender in that they're a top three team, in my opinion, in the NFC. Uh, Kyle, this one comes from Fed Skivataro. Just found Fed this past weekend. He's a good follow. Uh, a lot of good insight. I enjoyed following his takes uh, watching college football games on Saturday. He says, Greedy Williams is not CB1, nor is he worthy of a top 10 pick in the draft. That's a hot one, Kyle. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, Greedy's... The Alabama game for Greedy has put some questions in your head. Right, because he got worked by some of these really athletic guys uh, in man-to-man coverage. Uh, I still like Greedy. Greedy for me will be a top ten prospect, but he's not like at the beginning of the year. I came in with the impression that Greedy Williams would probably be a player that would be worthy of consideration, kind of like in the Denzel Ward range. 
I think that's a bit too rich for me. I think Greedy Williams is a bottom of the top 10. As far as CB1, we've had some emergences from the Byron Murphys of the world, and uh, that's one that really stands out to me. So testing will be big. Testing, especially for boundary athletes, is a a very notable piece of the the puzzle for me. So I can't answer that yet. I'm going to take the... the, uh, (laughs) the cheap way out here and say, I can't answer for sure. Do you think so? Who, if he's not CB1, who's CB1? Maybe, Just off the top of your head right now. Byron Murphy. Wow. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. We get a take here from Luke talking about your boy, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones will be a first round pick in the 2019 draft. I've seen a lot of him in mocks, but I don't believe it myself. Uh, yeah, I believe he will be a first-round pick. Again, Jeez. like we talked about yesterday, I don't, I don't think he should be. Uh, but the the size, the pedigree at Duke with David Cutcliffe, the intangibles, the dual threat ability, um, the flashiness and those bucket throws, we, we've seen way worse quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Brandon Whedon, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, EJ Manuel, Christian Ponder. Right? Don't, he, Daniel Jones – is going to be a first round pick. Get ready for it. Um, okay, this one comes from. Yeah, this is great because his name is just like emojis. This is like a rose and some sunflowers. Uh, and his at is at it's Sal Junior. It's Sal Junior. He says Nick Bosa does an Eli Manning and recommends demands a trade won't play for Davis's Raiders. This is a fun hypothetical, right? Because Nick or Joey tried to strong arm the Chargers for a little while. And uh, so we, we know this team, this family team is willing to try and leverage a franchise to get what they want. <laughs> uh, it's pretty hard to imagine, though, the, that a player, it's so rare that it happens that just a player flat out refuses to play, to play for a team. So I'm going to say this is fake news. We have, what, two more? Two, two more. more takes. Dion and Caleb. Yep. I'm going to give you Dion's. Jacob Eason won't be drafted until round three. Man, we got a lot to learn about Jacob Eason. We got a little yeah. taste of him at Georgia. And now he's back home in Washington. Um, I think he's going to have a good season next year with Washington as their lead guy. And Washington will have some weapons and he'll light up the Pac-12. And I think he'll, I think he'll play well and he's got physical gifts. And so production, physical gifts, that's, pretty much a good recipe for a quarterback getting drafted higher than the third round. Um, So right now I'm going to say I disagree, um, but we have a lot to learn. So I'll leave it at that. This one comes from Caleb Helms at Caleb Elm, excuse me, Caleb M. Helms. If Clemson played Bama 10 times, they would split it five, five. Mm, This is rich for me. I disagree. I would say Clemson would win two or three. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think I, the simple answer is no. I, I think that Alabama would win m- way more than five times. Yeah. I, I get nervous. I'm really nervous. I, I don't think Clemson has the offensive line, Kyle. I really don't. I mean, those dudes at Bama are going to they're, they're going to be all up in Trevor Lawrence's face, and we saw what he did against pressure uh, against Boston College. But you didn't answer my question. How many times has Bama? Or does Clemson beat Bama if they play 10 times? I said two or three. Uh, set the over-under. Give me a firm number, and I'll take. Oh, I'll, I'll go from there. No, I want to know out of 10. Two. 
two. Okay. So we're in the same. I want to say one. I want to say one. You could have said you could have said one to two. I said two to three. Okay, one to two. If you just want to be disagreeable, which is par for the course for this show. Do I you think I don't disagree to be unnecessary, I'll tell you that. Well no, but we like conflict on the show. Because why would you not? Scout versus scout, right? It's coming tomorrow on the show. Uh, no Thursday. Well, yeah, no Wednesday. Yes, yes. Yeah, we yeah. So, what day is it, Joe? Do you know? Today or tomorrow? Today. Today's Tuesday. Today's, Today's Tuesday. Monday. Takes Tuesday. Tuesday. No, yeah. <laughs> it you was not a hard, trick man. question. <laughs> we recorded this stuff the day before. All right, so it's not always oh, normal. Oh to... Lord! I never mess it's... it up in the intro. I'm surprised. There's things I expect I'm, out of myself. I'm imp- I'm impressed right. you don't mess it up in the intro, yeah. too, because that's right. something I've actually done before. And then I get all really developed as a pro. And then I got to cuss, mute my <laughs> mic, take 30 seconds to to dwell in my misery and then start over again and try it again. You that's did that yesterday. Did you edit that mind. out? Did anybody catch yes, that? It, yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, I had that. that Couldn't out. remember that Kelly was, Bryant's name. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I had some not nice things to say about Kelly Bryant while I was trying to remember what his name was, too. So <laughs> to make sure we cut that part out. <laughs> keep our gig line on straight here on draft dudes thanks for tuning in guys i'd like to kindly invite you to come back hit that subscribe button listen along with us as we said we got scout versus scout tomorrow so we're going to be debating some topic if you have anything you'd like to hear us debate please reach out on social media joe's at the joe marino on twitter i'm at grinding the tape we are open to your suggestions if not i'm sure we're going to cook something great up anyway but it's always fun to get you guys involved and have you kind of contribute to the storylines on the show. So consider that your open invitation. If you have something you'd like to hear us debate, hit us up. Let us know. Swing over to the Draft Network. Uh, we had a great week, great start to the week already. We've got great content lined up uh, today as well. And then on Friday, we have uh, some of our other Draft Network team members coming over to this side of the fence for a super show. So lots to look forward to. Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. Kyle, Thanks as Kyle, always. Can yes. I, how, can Ooh, I hijack news? the end? There's breaking news. And oh, this no. is fitting to close out takes on takes. The Buffalo Bills have released Nathan Peterman. Wow. The era is over. So Joe Marino has a take. Nathan Peterman will play in the NFL for another team. Like take legitimate snaps. No, he'll he'll get signed. He, this is not it for him okay. in the NFL. He'll be on but, another fifty-three man. But roster. will he ever take snaps again in the NFL? It's not important. Yes, it is. My, I'm asking you. I'm directly asking you right now. I say no. But you, do you think he'll be on another team? This is it. He's going to find a job in insurance now, or whatever he's going to do with his life. Oh man, he's historically bad. I'm going to say no just because from what you've told me, it sounds like he's not really into it. All right. So I'll I say told, no, my take just, is just yes. to my be take, disagreeable. Just to be my disagreeable. My take is yes. All right. We'll see what happens. Well, damn it. We've, we've gotten off the rails here on the sign-off. Joe, you, you right. now have to tell everybody to come back tomorrow. Yeah, come back tomorrow. We'll be here for Scout versus Scout. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. There you go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.